0: Welcome to the Heavy Girls Podcast. I'm Christina Long. In today's episode, Courtney and I have a conversation with Gold Girl, a Chicago-based multidisciplinary artist with ties to heavy music, punk music, and the visual arts. Definitely excited to chat with her today and learn more about her practice.
1: All right, this is Courtney Long, Senior Editor of Black Girls World, and we are on the Heavy Girls Podcast. Again, this is Courtney Long with Christina Long. And today we are interviewing Gold Girl. Woohoo! Gold Girl, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how long you've been making music, what's up?
2: Awesome, awesome. Well, I'm originally from uh, Los Cabos, Panama, um so I'm Panamanian. And uh, and I'm an army brat, so actually I've been moving around since I was, I left Panama when I was three, hopped around the East Coast, lived in Germany for five years, and then ended up in Colorado, which is where I lived before I transplanted myself into Chicago. (laughs) That's a lot of climates. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I had to get used to every single one. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I've been... um, I've been making music professionally for about ten years. And uh but I've been singing my whole life and i was basically my like neighborhood slash family wedding singer, birthday party girl. If you had like a little function going on, you needed someone to show up and sing, that would be me. And um yeah, I grew up actually singing a lot of jazz and uh sad music because that's just what the requests were giving. So <laughs> That's awesome. That is so cool. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I did way more, like, um, jazz. And my first, like, couple of records that I made were, like, house records. And I was really going to go on that route mm-hmm. until I found out I could scream. And then it was like, oh, no, I got to rock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I had wanted to ask you about. Like, you've got this great vocal range. I was curious, how did you, like, discover, like, the heavier music and, and um yeah, it's music that, like, allows you to scream and things like that? Mm-hmm.
2: Well, growing up, uh, my brother is actually really into wrestling, and some of those wrestling intros would have, like, you know, rock intros and stuff, and uh, I grew up listening to, like, Linkin Park, System of a Down, and sort of casually... And um, it was just sort of like around me, but I never really thought I could scream until I got older. And so I was like in my mid-20s in Chicago and was dancing for a company. And the choreographer asked me to scream in the middle of the performance as a reaction to someone being shot like in the piece. And that was actually the first time that I'd ever, like, screamed in front of people, like, in front of an audience. And it was in the middle of a cultural center, which is, like, a big cathedral inside. And so the acoustics there are crazy. And there was, like, no hiding it, you know? So I just, I did this scream, and I just heard it echo, like, off the walls. And everyone, like, had, like, gasped. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and that reaction just like stuck with me. And maybe a week later, I got asked to scream to do like backup vocals for a punk song. Ooh. And I was like, oh, I guess I could do that. And then maybe like a month after that, I got asked to audition for the band that would become Azealie, which was my the first metal band I came involved with. Yeah. So it's just like a series of events. And then I just kept doing it.
1: That's, That's awesome. awesome. Sounds like you were like ready for opportunity, just whatever
2: opportunity was coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, even when I first got here, so like before Facebook, I was all up on Craigslist. Craigslist was my jam. It was like how I found other creatives and stuff. And uh, through that, I was... Um, uh, I would, I did backup vocals for an artist. Her name is TJ. I can't remember her last name, but she's a soul music artist. Mm-hmm. And um, I did backup for her. And the other girl that did backup as well, she ended up being in a metal band um called Severed Tether. Ooh. So she was the one who asked me to audition for that band. And then two of the members of the band stuck with me, and then we made Azili. So it was like this series of like connections I had just like built up over time, you know? And I hadn't talked to this girl for like five years. And then she saw me performing the punk song at a bar and was like, oh, you need to audition for my band. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, it was like years of networking, just like coming together.
0: Yeah, and I'm definitely familiar with Azealy. You know, Courtney and I are originally from Chicago, and um I feel like I kept seeing stuff about Azealy even when I was um a grad student at the School of Art Institute of
2: Chicago. Oh and, I uh, worked there. That's awesome. Oh, you, work there? Yeah. you work? yeah, that's my main gig. I'm a figure model there. Oh, cool. What? What? Yeah. That's so cool. That's it. It's and yeah. it's hard to tell to get in there. It's like when you're a model at SAIC, it's like being a professor on tenure because they do not get rid of us. Like they're, they're a model there have literally been working since the 1970s. So. Whoa. <laughs> they're like 80 something, like still modeling. <laughs> so when people say like, oh, do you think you'll be old doing that? I'm like, yeah, I see old people doing it all the time. Yeah, plus imagine all the artwork that you're in, right? Like like decades of artwork. That is the ultimate goal. I mean, I definitely want to get back into modeling for sculpture, but that's definitely the hardest medium to model for because they're all long poses. There are no gesture poses in sculpture. You hit your one pose and that's what you're doing for the next four hours. Wow. But I want to get into that because, you know, statues last longer than paintings. Mm-hmm. And some of the oldest statues we know, you know, that's someone's figure, like Statue of David. Like someone has to stand there and pose for that, you know, and like Venus de Milo. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get up in there. So like a thousand years from now, <laughs> they're going to find like a fertility goddess statue or whatever it's going to be. <laughs> with the hair they gotta keep the hair yes and honestly my hair is like a whole mini lesson in almost every art class that I pose for it's like because I mean you know it's still a a very white institution Mm -hmm. um so they don't know how to draw this texture and uh it often becomes, I mean, I've heard one professor describe it as calligraphy, which I really like. <laughs> but yeah, they're getting if they haven't been exposed to black models, they don't even know how to draw that.
0: I so, it, even working with paint, right? Like colors and like people with you know darker skin tones and stuff, I'm sure.
2: Learning how to uh blend their colors in a way that's like doesn't make me look too yellow or too orange or too red um yeah that's a whole thing so but I've been doing that I've been I do that full time too like I that is my job is being a figure model and uh, yeah so I definitely have to make it my job but once I just took that leap because for a long time I was like teaching and doing stuff and modeling but after a while I realized I could just model and then i just made that leap and i mean i was unemployed for like a month but then once i really started to be like okay i'm just gonna dedicate my time to modeling yeah I'll work hard to pick up and pick up and pick up and then um i got into the school of the art institute which was like two years worth of emails wow. like i literally have to email them every six months for two <laughs> i'm sorry my it's dog okay um uh, but yeah, I had to email them six every six months for two years. And then I finally got the phone call like, hey, we just had a spot open up. Do you want a model for us? And that was it. That like sealed the deal. Awesome. They actually um, hire models for like 9 a.m. to 5 p.m.
1: Wow. Yeah. So where do you get that drive? It sounds like, you know, you've got so much confidence. How would you tell other people like to sit there and email somebody for two years, you wanted it. How do yes. you tell know, like, other people, like, where to get that drive, how to get that energy to right. want
2: something? You, you got to go. You got to go for it. Well, I'll say that everything comes down to people. So yeah. you got to know who is going to open that door for you. Because even, so like getting into the school, the Art Institute, part of it was me asking professors that I worked for how to get in there. Because <laughs> it's sort of like this hidden thing. Like it's not, they don't just, uh, first of all, they very rarely even take in models. And that's mm. where like the 10-year comparison comes in. Yeah. Um, but then you have to like find the email, find the contact information for that person And so that came down to me like just sort of asking professors like after class or whatever like hey like do you know like how I could get into the school the art institute because I knew that they like I knew that they got paid well and they got more hours and stuff like that. Looking for a man who blow my ass out Walking down the street with my whole ass out. I'm a bad bitch and I rock my out. Looking ass, make them want to cash out because I make them want to pass out. I swing my purse to the side with the gloss on my pal. Put it in your mouth, booty like a lolly licky yum yum yeah So, know who you want to talk to, know what you want to do, and keep asking questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eventually, if you're like a like, if you're giving out positive energy and you're doing good work, people are going to see that and they're you know, they're going to want to hire you. Nice. So in my case, I had a background. So, okay, I'm going to rewind a little bit. So for, when I first got to Chicago, I was taking like any job I could. And so one of my first jobs was being a canvasser for this. like Really? International. <laughs> so I was out on the street collecting credit card and info and all this stuff. And then eventually it was like teaching dance and after school programs and stuff um, worked at, like, worked at a few schools, um, but I was mainly doing it so I could just keep doing my art, keep being me. I, at the time, I was really heavy into breakdancing and hip-hop, so I was basically just working so I could break dance and, you know, afford, uh, afford, to live here, um, but I had, like, also dealt with a lot of sexual harassment at different workplaces and stuff, and I was so over it. I like literally, I just like had hit a breaking point at this one job that I had. And I was just like, I'm just done working with people. And so that also like drove me to want to model. Because even though I'm most, like most of the time I'm modeling nude, nobody messes with, messes with me. You know, like the only person I got to talk to is a professor. And then after that, it's almost like people are extra careful to not cross any boundaries. Mm-hmm. yeah and someone, then, like, they stated clear yeah like say they stated clear at the beginning of the class like no photography don't touch the model um and like leaving the door closed and just like all this stuff where you know when I when one of my first high school jobs like this like other guy was like slapping my ass and I just like totally like froze up and didn't know what to do and then, like, it happened again, like, it's happened, like, multiple times, like, throughout my life, where people are just, like, trying to touch my ass or slap my ass or whatever, and they think it's a game, and it's not. Um, and I just grew so tired. <laughs> I was just over it. And when I realized I could just model, and I was, I was making enough to model to, like, pay my rent, cover my roommate if my roommate was late, like, I was like, all right, I could just do this, work for myself, be on my own. And... I mean, that's what I do now to this day, you know, and it literally for, yeah, it literally comes down to me sending an email, you know, and half, and now I'm established enough where they just hit me up a lot of the time, like, right. you know, like I might send a reminder, like, hey, you know, I'm still interested in modeling this fall semester, spring semester, whatever, but like half the time, they're just hitting me up, you know, like, do you want to work? These are the dates we have for you.
1: This reminds me, Christina, um, when we did this. Panel talk with a k- bunch of comic book artists, mm-hmm. and the thing they said they realized they had made it as comic book artists that they could live off of making comic books was when they had the ability to say no to the projects they wanted to, and mm-hmm. that people were calling them now instead of them calling and asking them. So I think that's uh-huh. cool. You're saying you've reached that point where it's just yeah, like, you can turn yeah. stuff down now if you wanted to. If I need to,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I think this is a great segue into a recent song you just dropped, talking about ass slamping. I love your song "Ass Out, Cash Out." Yeah, no, I love it. No cash in your hand.
2: Can okay, you tell me about that. <laughs> it's absolutely about that. So, like our tagline, "Ass Out, Cash Out," is a song about having an ass so good people would pay to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. you really got that cash. Don't come n- nowhere near me. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and that's like my so. As out cash out is really the gold girl, like solo artist sound. You know, like Gwen Stefani. There's Gwen Stefani, and then there's No Doubts. So there's Gold Girl, and then there's like the different bands that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, that was I. I've, I've really been making an effort to make music with my friends, like music with people who don't normally make music and so the other person on that track or or bug um he he was a dancer and a ballet dancer and he had made his own stuff before but he'd never actually been in the studio to like record record he mainly did it like recorded at home on his phone or whatever and so i've been making my own music for a while and like brought him into that process and it actually started out with the um Fergie London Bridge instrumental. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that was like the original like foundation for it. We just played that and we're just like peeking, messing around, and came up with the chorus, ass out, cash out, and then started like building the verses around that. And I knew I wanted to put some screen vocals in there. And that's a pretty um, common thing in, like, the other kind of, like, pop tracks that I have. Uh, and, yeah, and it's just, like, a fun song. There's a music video out for it now. And I um, oh actually send y'all that. that music video is cute. I did it with a new trash crew. Good. Hey. Yeah. And um, I'm going to send that to you right now so you can check it out. But, yeah, like, I, I'm really plugged into the dance scene here. So I had my best friend who's a professional voger. He's in the video. Um, I have another friend who's current, who just got into the lyric opera. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, like I'm like, yeah, my freaking friends are like super talented as well. That's what I like I about. That's what I like
0: about like being multifaceted, right? You have all these different creative outlets and touch points that then puts you in all these other. Creative networks of people who have all these other specialties and things, right? And feel oh, like yeah. you have to do the creative hub of this whole yeah. interconnected system of creative people, and then you can bring them all together to do who knows mm-hmm.
2: what. <laughs> yeah, and I mean a lot of that comes all the way back to hip hop and break dancing. Like I would go to these open jams where you could, you know, people anyone could come in and practice their moves. Um, I went to a 10-year reunion yesterday for this group called Connect Force, and they ran the practices at um, Alternatives, which is a after-school program in Uptown. And, like, through there, I mean, yeah, like, I, I met Freddie, who's in the video, and um, also met my friend Drew, who's in the video, through, like, teaching hip-hop. We used to, like, teach at different elementary schools together, and then it's, like, you know, years later,
1: <laughs> it comes together. But uh, yeah. Oh, I was gonna say I think that's so cool that there's also this theme of active service through everything you're it's saying. Wonderful. Like you're not just breakdancing with your friends or with other artists, you're breakdancing with kids.
2: You're sharing mm-hmm. yeah. your passion. That's awesome. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I taught I taught kids for a very long time. Like and I thought I was gonna go into teaching, but the way that the schools teach t- schools treat teachers mm-hmm. it doesn't Unacceptable to me <laughs> mm-hmm. I, just, I just feel like and I feel like a lot of teachers will say that like it's not the kids, it's the management, like a lot of the time, and so I just didn't want to get caught up in all that, and that yeah, like that again just pushed me to like work figure out how I can work for myself and mm-hmm. and just sort of be an, an independent artist,
0: mhm, oh uh, yeah, I have a follow up question, so as an independent artist like. How do you navigate, like, finding space to record in a studio? Like, is there mm-hmm. a space you created or that you tapped into? Um, yeah. How do you yeah. mm-hmm.
2: Well, working with Azalea, we had hopped around a few recording studios that, you know, was mainly internet searching for recording studios that were in, like, the middle ground between where we all lived. Um, so, like, one of the first places we recorded was Treehouse Studios. Um, then we worked with someone that the drummer knew. Um, I currently work with Untold Stories Recordings, and they're um, independently-owned studio in Pilsen. And just, I mean, have really good prices. And since I moved to Pilsen, I've been at that studio all the time. Like, I made ass-out cash, cash out there. Uh, I've actually made like all most of my Spotify page is stuff that I recorded at Untold because it's just like in my neighborhood it's like 15 minutes from my house biking and um, you know it's 35 an hour and it's just like affordable close by so I go there all the time when I want to record Mm -hmm.
0: nice 45 an hour and Courtney Courtney lives in the Chicago area I don't know if you said in Wilson Courtney but most mm-hmm. of the friends I knew were like, creative people, artists, and stuff. And definitely living in Pilsen. Uh, oh, you yeah. know, like lower rent and stuff. These I, I, I moved to
1: Illinois last year, so I'm still, like, finding my footing. Um, wow. But I'm, like, in Naperville, so I'm, like, still trying to find where all the cool spots are and make it yes. home. <laughs> <laughs> not in yeah. you Naperville, know, Nope, not in Naperville. I have to keep <laughs> leaving. I have to get on the train. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, you gotta come to the city
1: Yeah, I was just there a couple weeks ago To see Fiddler on the Roof at the Lyric Opera House That's when I'm like, you've got someone in the opera yes. house?
2: Yes, yes, um, Vernon, shout out to Vernon He nice. just made it in there So, and he's been auditioning for a few years And I think he was. this was his last time uh, auditioning he got in Let's go a bad now you know every time i walk through the door i rule the world let's go i'm a bad now you know every time i walk through the door i rule the world
1: i think that's a good segue to something christina wanted to talk about cyberpunk
2: rock operas oh yeah so That's another sort of like networking thing coming together. I had heard about um, this playwright and he had done a musical about robots prior to that. But I didn't. I had like sort of gotten in touch with him, but I I wasn't able to audition or something like that. It just didn't come together. And then uh, at the end of the summer, this past summer, I get an email saying, hey, do you want to be in my cyberpunk rock (laughs) I was like, what? Is this real? Like cool. <laughs> like it always totally seemed like spam or something. I'm like, this can't be real. But I started to check it out and I was like, oh, this this is very real. And um, yeah, it was uh the play itself was called Water Riot and it's about a group of protesters in this like near future Chicago where water has been completely privatized and it's no longer like it's a lot harder to access by the people. And mm-hmm um and it's a musical so i had like a couple solo songs in there and then the rest was like ensemble work and we rehearsed for maybe like a month and a half and then we did a sold out show at the mca
1: and what yeah. so it's already been performed and everything yeah that was uh
2: yeah that was on september 16th i believe that was part of a chicago plays and um but that was just so amazing to be in there. And I'd been in the MCA many times for, like, Dance Makers Forum, but I've never actually gotten to perform in the theater. No. So, yeah, that was really cool. And to get to do, like, my screams in there and, like, yeah, just rock out. It was really – and, I mean, when I first moved here, I was involved in a musical called I Still Love Her, a tribute to hip-hop, where I played hip-hop. And so in this uh, play, I'm, like, really representing punk. And punk mm-hmm. vocal and, and that kind of identity. So it's really crazy coming like full circle with that. <laughs> nice.
0: Mm-hmm. That sounds epic. So uh, if someone if uh, someone wasn't familiar with your work and they wanted to learn more about some of the latest things that you're working on, where should they go to to see your mm-hmm. new, uh...
2: yeah? They can definitely head over to my Instagram page. That is old girl G O L D G R R L C H I and um, there is going to like link you to every all the other pages to so, like my Spotify you can google me though you- <laughs> like we the-
1: google official YouTube.
2: now <laughs> you can google gold girl and I'll and i will pop up so
0: <laughs> yeah. so yeah those
2: are the main places to find me though instagram and google search <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I see you've got a GoFundMe going right now, right? For Yeah. So
2: um I have a uh GoFundMe for my newest music video, which is uh for Take a Break, Smoke a Fatty. And so Take a Break, Smoke a Fatty is my tribute to Weed, my metal weed song. <laughs> and just wanted to make like a fun metal song that was just like lighthearted. You know, I feel like a lot of metal is very like emotional and it can get intense. And so I just wanted to make something that's like more just fun and, and almost poppy. And, um, and I'm setting it to Alice in Wonderland. So, yeah so it's like a stoner action comedy alice in Wonderland and um i'm good I'm doing a fight scene in it, so I got some fight choreo going and have an amazing team of black and brown artists uh just putting it all together from cinematography, the video to uh hair makeup styling yes
0: mm, that sounds so cool. <laughs> Got a full-on creative practice going on. I'm really. Oh, yeah. I think you know, if I may, I think a lot of people still struggle to find the kind of balance that you found in mm. being able to, you know, basically take care of yourself and still do all this creative stuff. Um, and mm. and like surprise yourself, right? Push yourself in all these new ways. So that's really exciting to hear.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I struggled for a long time for sure there was (laughs) struggle was a part of it and then I just sort of came out the other end like I'm not dealing with anyone's bs anymore (laughs) um yeah so I'm just sort of here now doing my thing I mean I was um a human statue for a long time and that takes a lot of chutzpah Mm -hmm. I think that's the Get out there um but yeah, I mean, I'm 35 now. Same. Yeah, so I think just like being in my 30s is just giving me a lot of clarity. And like the 20s was definitely the struggle years where I was just like getting out here, finding out who I am, what I want to do, being in school, being out of school, finding out how to like support myself and all that stuff. And now I just sort of like have the hang of it.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely happy to be on this end. Same <laughs> here. Yeah, I know. I I resonated with what you were saying before about like the the smaller like customer service type gigs. I got fed up with the fights. People were just fighting all the time, right? Like behind the counter, behind the register. Yeah. And I have to find something else to do. I can't believe we're just back here, like throwing hands, fighting with customers, and getting yelled okay. at.
2: People. And I don't want to do it. Any of that. I show up, I take off my clothes, and I put my on, and I leave. Yeah. Yep,
1: yep,
2: yep. yeah, But that's me. Some people, like, I mean, even sometimes if I'm, like, running late, I'll have a student or a teacher model, and they're like, I don't know how you do it. I can sit there for 10 minutes. So <laughs> you got to find out what you want to. <laughs> Any
0: closing uh, questions? Last question. Let me see. Let me see. Cause you know
1: I'm like the question queen. Okay, um, the
2: question, yeah.
1: I know. I can keep going all night. I guess. Um. Um. I. I don't know. <laughs> After I say that. <laughs> that was, sorry. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, Ooh. I think we. I think. We got it um you know just thanks again for meeting with us do you have any questions for us or okay so i know you're working on the music video what other new projects did people be on like the lookout for coming later this year oh
2: yeah you know I almost forgot to mention this but i'm gonna be a uh, co-hosting uh afrofuturist weekend <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. yeah that's gonna be at elastic arts in chicago um, it's going from October 6th to 8th, I'm going to be hosting the night of October 7th and then, on um, Saturday at two, I'll be performing on the 8th and I'm going to be doing some, so I, I grew up doing a traditional Panamanian dance, so I'm going to be presenting some of that and, um, yeah, then the week after that is the music video and, um, and then after that, I'm going to be, I'm not going to be performing as much because I'm just going to be working on new work. So, yeah, might apply for DKs or some grants and stuff, but going to keep it really light.
1: Awesome. Well, you heard it here, folks. We got some October things on the docket. So mm-hmm. be on the lookout. Watch Gold Girl's uh, socials and
2: keep abreast of the situation. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll say one more thing. Yeah. Um, so I actually did study choir in middle school. And so if you're like, yeah, so um, there are like exercises I do to warm up. Uh, and I did have like a background in that. So just for like you rock vocals over there, like don't underestimate, you know, having a vocal coach mm-hmm. and warming up properly before you're set. And then um, I also for my scream technique. Um, I studied Zen of Screaming a lot. Um, that's by Melissa Cross, Zen of Screaming. Zen of Screaming. And um, find like a good opera singer if you can around you. Because those are, those them's the ones with the lungs. Okay, uh-huh. the opera singers know how to do So it's really all, it's more breath control than anything. Yeah
0: i love the opera i don't know if people can tell from the black girls world instagram but like typically all we're really posting is like a metal show we've been to or some opera event that i'm going to here in new york yeah i I love big loud music and i think also just like music therapy in general like people using their voices oh yeah yeah Mm very cool well
2: thank you so much thanks for having me
1: thank, thank you you
2: yeah.